Today's episode is brought to you by F1 for Help. At F1 for Help, we clean windows, but we are not janitors. After today's episode, you are going to want to program Joe on speed dial. So stay tuned as we talk about promoting your business during this pandemic, and you'll see just how important someone like Joe from F1 for Help really is. COVID-19 has changed everything. What is your business doing to attract new customers? In this episode, we'll discuss virtual networking and virtual trade shows and how to use both to attract new markets to you and your business offering. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Welcome to the Business Buffet. My name is Ed, and with me via telephone is my podcast partner, Phil. Say hi, Phil. Hi. Today is April 7th, and in five days, much of the world, myself included, will celebrate Easter. This year, Easter will have a radically different message as... Much of the world is adversely affected by a virus that is one billionth our size. Today's episode is neither about Easter nor the coronavirus, but rather how business is born again in a world where virus response protocol is part of normal business planning. By now, you've had a month of being stuck in the house, locked out of your favorite restaurant, and possibly struggling to make business ends meet. At the end of this episode, you might ask why we didn't produce this podcast sooner. It is very difficult to keep focus. Distractions at home make it difficult for most people to work. But then you add in a worldwide disaster where hundreds of thousands are ill and thousands of people have died. And concentrating on business as usual is near impossible. However, we must look to the welfare of our families, and they are counting on us to continue to provide as best we can. In today's episode, Phil and I will discuss things you can do to combat depression, although neither one of us is a psychologist, as well as change business operations so as to capitalize on the new business norms. Before we dive in, Phil, how are you and Shelly doing? Hi. No, I'll, I'll say more this time. Uh, we're doing great. It's uh, certainly been a bit of a, uh, it's a, just a new temporary norm, right? And so we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Uh, last week I mentioned that Shelly's mom was not doing well. Today I will uh, report that her mom passed away yesterday. So we're dealing with that a little bit. I'm 
trying to keep an eye on her, trying to keep an eye on my youngest daughter, uh, Tabitha, also as we navigate uh, certain, uh, you know, health and emotional spirits in that regard, you know. So, yeah, we're doing well. The sun just came out while we're recording this, so I'm super happy about that. Right, and it stopped snowing. <laughs> well, give it five minutes. Well, <laughs> pass my condolences on to Shelly. Um, Absolutely. We're, we're hugging on her as we speak. So, uh, you know, with us, uh, my granddaughter, or one of my, I guess she's my granddaughter-in-law. I, I don't like. I get them confused. We had, we had kind of a scare last week. She was sent home from work, uh, suspicious of having the coronavirus. They, they tested her. And then, of course, my grandson, her husband, um, he's in the Army, the station in Louisiana, kind of a hot spot right now. So they sent him home and made them quarantine. So we kind of had a little bit of a scare, although, you know, they're young. They, they could probably weather it a heck of a lot better than Kay or I. Uh, but her, her test results came back, and it was negative. Uh, what are, what are some things you're doing around the house to keep motivated, Phil? Uh, just keep moving. Uh, honestly, we've been able to tackle a few chores uh, that we haven't normally been able to do because we're so busy out and about in the community. Uh, you know, working on a conference, working on our businesses, me working on the podcast, and things like that. Uh, I've got a, I've been gifted an extra amount of time. And so I don't really struggle with the whole motivation thing. I take a look at the list. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that, that list is growing, but I'm tackling a lot of things I haven't been able to tackle. And for that, I'm really grateful for, honestly, I'm a pretty upbeat person in general. And so things like this, uh, outside the house, uh, I try not to look at the news because I don't necessarily trust what I'm listening to or hearing. And so, um, you know, I'll keep an eye on things, an ear on things, uh, just to kind of get the gist of it. But, um, yeah, I'm tackling a lot of projects. Well, see, I'm a news junkie. I, I have to stay connected with the news. Now, I, in all fairness, I I'm run. Glad you, I'm glad you said that because I just thought you were a junkie. So well, yeah. The fact no, that you said you're a news junkie. I'm, I'm, really I'm a news junkie. I can mainline on Fox and CNN. <laughs> now, now, I have you to tell you all this. We, of drug addicts, but that's we're, we're not funny. in the same room, but we, we have a, a Facebook FaceTime going so I could see him, and he was taking a drink right at the perfect time. I almost got it to come out of his nose. So Here's the, here's the funny thing. When we're in the same room recording, you're pretty close. But I feel like whenever you're talking, and we both gesture with our hands, when I see you talking and that your hand is right up against the camera, I'm like, hey, you need to trim that one little um, hangnail on your left finger. <laughs> Because it's really close. But you know, anyway, it's hard to talk with your hands on a podcast. So <laughs> that's, that's very true. So we have to make those gestures verbally and vocally. Well, you know, I found that you know, with my business, I'm just so bloody busy. Um, it, it's it's like nothing has really changed. Yeah, I don't I don't go out very much. My wife and I will take a drive and go do some drive through. In fact, tonight we're going to go pick up Mexican food for dinner got to keep supporting those local restaurants but uh you know it, well, i have a tip for you i have a tip for you do you yeah i do well let's well, say we brought in red okay let's save okay. that let's save that all right so all right you know keeping motivated well, hasn't really been a problem but you know i am a news junkie so i have to tune into the news but 
but then also I run a political podcast, um, the Conservatives Guide to American Politics. So it. I thought you were Democrats Unite. I'm sorry. No, no. You're listening to the wrong channel. (laughs) Well, you know, Phil and I are part of a local organization called the Innovation Collective. It's a cross between coffee shop, executive office suite, and business meetup, I guess is the best way to describe it. They hold dozens of conferences annually, weekly gatherings for community members, and provide incubator space for hundreds of small businesses. Honestly, it really is a great place, but it's designed as a face-to-face environment. It really is. What does an organization like Innovation Collective respond when local government strongly suggests groups' meetings be suspended? By now, you already know the answer. They take it online via video conference software. Now, Phil, I, I got to ask if you saw this video. Yesterday, I was, I was scouring the net looking for some news, and there was this uh, posting on Facebook of a video conference. I think I, I think I know where you're going with this. And the guy thought he had his camera off, and there was maybe 12 or 15 people in there. Most of them were women, except this one guy who was naked. And, and he's attending an office meeting, but naked. And he's sure he's got his camera off. So he stands up and he starts doing his laundry or whatever. And the women are just oh. busting out. So uh, public service announcement number one. If you're going to be naked on your video conferencing make sure the camera's off or just don't do it you know i was just gonna say public service announcement if you're gonna be naked on your video conferencing don't so i thought you're gonna go with the jennifer one which was the same idea and why in the world would you have a computer set up outside your bathroom door but yeah she is talking on this video conferencing and then goes in and drops her pants to use the toilet and like and and the look on her face when she realized her camera was on she flew towards the computer oh my it goodness it's it, so these are you know this is built into these sort of times that we're going through some of these comedic shifts which we all need a, a little human in our lives I need more than most people. Yeah, but. companies like Zoom, <laughs> WebEx, Join Me, and Google Hangouts, honestly, they're all stepping up and making it possible for organs, organizations like the Innovation Collective and small businesses like yours and mine to meet people in a virtual conference room and continue business. Honest, this podcast, the way Phil and I are, we really need to be in the same room. You know, we're like Abbott and Costello. Preferable. You know, I, Preferable. And I am the short, fat one compared to him being tall and bald. Tall and goofy. That's right. But <laughs> having a video conference allows us to have that interplay. It, it allows us to see one another, read that body language. And it is that body language that impacts your business. So getting serious here for just a minute, Phil, what has been your experience so far participating in these group video conference sessions? So I've had some of these sessions, and honestly, I think my experience probably covers the gambit from super positive to really frustrating. Um, obviously, it's nice to see other humans, that's for sure. And and I think you and I share this. I think you and I share this anyway. Uh, we would prefer to be face-to-face in you know, physical proximity. Uh, but we can't right now. So the fact that I can see another human and 
and their expressions and their movements, it it does help. I'll tell you what. Uh, right after we're recording this today, I'm going to be on a Zoom call with Nick Carita, who will be talking a little bit about Alexa skills. Excellent. Uh, with me. Excellent. I don't know if you know this, Ed, but you know the business buffet is actually on an Alexa skill now. You can enable that in your flash briefing. No Just kidding. To say that. I'm not even joking. So how does how do people find that? Uh, well, within your Alexa app, just go to skills and uh, look up business buffet and you'll see business buffet bite show up. And uh, that's what we're offering a bite. And it's really kind of the best of the best of little snippets of, of our podcast. And uh, yeah, and we'll be putting those up daily. Outstanding. How do they use them? Do they just say Alexa? I, I want to hear something crazy well, from Phil and Ed. So I don't think Alexa can hear me right now, but no, they would just say, Alexa, play my flash briefing or Alexa, what's new in the news and anything you've chosen as uh, enabling in a skill will show up in your flash briefing. It's something to really tailor your information that the information you want, it can be anything from comedy. I mean, I've got Trevor Noah on mine. I've got uh, NPR, uh, just a, a plethora, a lot of sports, CBS Sports, NBC Sports, uh, ESPN, all of this stuff just to feed me quickly. It happens in five minutes. I get all of these, and then, of course, I get my business buffet bite. So I get my little piece of Ed Bejarana. Well, you know what I do to feed me quickly is I go to Taco Bell. Taco Bell, yeah. That, that's and how I get fed. Not... That's how I get fed quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry. You know, On I, we go. I used to have a house full of Alexa devices, and I got rid of them. I... Um, First off, I, I felt that Alexa was stupid. She couldn't understand me. Maybe She's not dumb as Siri. Maybe my dialect is bad, but you know, <laughs> because we're all Apple in the house, I wanted to get the Apple HomePod. So we're very happy with that. And Siri isn't very much smarter. So she, she's not smart at all. But I will be working on getting these uh, onto the Apple HomePods as well, so you can do the same sort of thing. Perfect. Well, Phil and I are both serial networkers, as you already know. Uh, that is, in fact, how we met in the first place. Phil, do you remember which group we first met at? Oh, serial networks, workers. Uh, which I, I was the Lucky Charms group? No, I wasn't. No, in no, Lucky no, no, Charms. no, no, no. Uh, uh, we we checks for all. Now, come on, which serial networking group was that in? Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? No, 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 no. You're thinking oh. networking, not serial. Oh, I'm thinking the oh, it's not yeah. serial that way. That okay, was hard of business. Yeah. Oh. It was hard of business. It was hard of business. That's right. That's right. That's hard exactly of right. Well, we became we became friends because we both appreciated the networking process, actually in a very similar fashion. We both use humor to brighten the lives of those around us. Phil, why did you start participating in business networking groups, and what was your original goal? Well, okay. So I'm always slow to participate in these groups. I really am. You are really, really good at networking and being uh, intentional about why you join groups. Uh, I joined the Seattle Chamber of Commerce, the West Seattle Chamber of Commerce, Seattle Executives. That was all prompted by uh, my Uncle Chuck, who I was in business with, with AMA Incorporated, as getting our business name out. Um, I We talked about the heart of business. Shelly pretty much prompted me into that. Now I enjoy myself with 
whatever group I get involved with. But it really takes a push. And even uh, networking CDA, I was prompted by you and believe actually your words were, I need you in this group. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm like, I love to be needed. So of course I'm in, right? So yeah, I, I generally start when someone encourages or prompts me to do so. Uh, what's my normal original goal? Well, early on, I went about it in the wrong way, I think. Um, I was always leaning towards transactional networking, mostly because I was sent to these groups to sell, right? Uh, my personality, however, is relationship first, and um, and, and it, that takes more time. So I'm, I'm in the midst of blending those two. Obviously, you have to have transactions or you can't be in business. That's, but I, I believe the relationship aspect of, of these groups is what's, what's really important. And as you've mentioned so many times, it's not those relationships within the group that will actually start paying off. It's outside the group when people start talking about well, it. Well, yeah. In fact, when, when I was recruiting you to the network CDA, you were really turned off by the fact that it was an exclusive organization. Yep, you yep were, I still don't like the model. You yeah, were really like concerned the by the fact that there was only one of any type of business there. Exactly. And, and I, yep. you know, I really had to sell you on the idea that, you know, it, it is about the relationship part and building yep. relationships with people. So, uh, you know, we're going to take a break to hear from our sponsor, but I, I want to leave Phil with a thought. Phil, imagine for a moment you are a different person. Say, I don't know, one of our listeners. And over the years, your business has been too busy to get out a network. Now, the business has been forced into a different operating mode, and you need to find new business to fill in some gaps. What might you do to attract people to you and your business using more traditional networking means in a COVID-19 world? I first met Joe back in 2016 when I joined a local business networking group, and we hit it off right away. You see, before my current career choice, I was a computer repair tech similar to Joe. I have a degree in computer science, and I'm a certified network engineer for Novell. I might be dating myself a little there, but Joe, I found, had all the skills I felt necessary to be comfortable to refer him to my friends. Not only is Joe friendly and approachable, but his knowledge is deep and his interpersonal skills are off the chart excellent. I use Apple Mac computers and I had Joe work on one of my machines that was acting up. He did a superb job. Skip, a friend of mine from Rotary, asked me to help them with a PC computer issue. I referred Joe and I think Skip and his wife were so happy that they have adopted Joe. In fact, I've referred more than two dozen people of my own clients to Joe for computer help, and even several folks from my church. Every one of them reported back extreme happiness with the referral. In my book, the best example of how good someone is is to listen to how other people talk about their service. Sure, Joe is a financial supporter of the business buffet, but he is also a technical resource for both Phil and myself. Phil and I, you, you know I've referred several folks to Joe over the years. What, what is your favorite F1 for help testimonial? Well, I'll tell you what, Ed. I, I have got a, a, a laundry list, a plethora, if you will, of people that I've, I've sent to him. 
and they all come back. And and specifically, I'm not going to get into it except for me, but they've all come back with rave reviews and really thank me because uh, computer tech, you know, uh, tech services can be one of those industries where people can get, get taken advantage of because they have no idea. So they're really trusting the person they bring that computer to, to that they're going to give them fair and honest uh, advice and service. And that's what everybody to a person has said that I've referred to Joe. I will use myself as a testimonial though. I have my Samsung laptop for years. He worked on that. And when it slowed and I mean slow and Ed you would always make fun of me when are you gonna you know grow up and get to Apple right well I have grown up and gotten to an Apple but at the time my computer was so slow I bring it to Joe and I would bring it on a Friday he would have it back and ready to go on Monday and it would be lightning fast so it was fantastic when my MacBook Air needs work he'll get it in fact he refurbishes desktop computers and I got a great deal on a computer for my daughter that still works to this day. So, uh, raving reviews for well, for Joe. If you if your PC or Mac is acting up, if you are needing help with your office network, office printers, heck, Joe can even help with video surveillance systems. Reach out and support the guy who supports this podcast. Joe with F one for help can be reached by phone at two zero eight. 687-0183 or via the internet by pointing your browser to www.f1forhelp.net. Joe can even remote into your computer and fix many issues protecting you and your office folks during this COVID-19 crisis. Click or call F1 for help today. Welcome back. Before the break, I set up a scenario for Phil and asked what he would do to attract people in a COVID-19 world. Phil, what did you come up with? Okay, so uh, I'm a business that has not really had a time, had any time uh, before all of this to get out and, and meet people and network. And here I am stuck at home, not being able to do what I typically do. I'll tell you, being a social media guy, that's where I would start. Uh, face, Facebook groups are a really good thing during these times. But here's the caveat. It's difficult to get that started and expect results right away unless you have uh, you know, unlimited resources, in which case you're probably okay during these times. But don't expect to start this stuff up and have immediate results. It takes time to cultivate that. Uh, I've been turning myself a little bit more to my my own social media, my personal. Um, also, businesses can reach out through uh, ad spend on Facebook. Right now, actually, the Facebook ad spend is getting better through this, uh, Instagram, uh, that sort of thing. But I, I have to say, don't sell. Be Show your humanity. You should already be doing this anyway. But I'm going to tell you something. Let's just say... For argument's sake, I am a restaurant owner that has been forced to close down except for takeout. So my customers, my loyal customers, my local business loyal customers, they come to me, they call on the phone, they say, this is what I'd like. And so I create that. And now it's not anywhere close to the normal revenue that I'm normally getting. So I'll tell you what. During downtimes, you have a Facebook page, you have a Twitter account, you have an Instagram account, you should on all of those at a bare minimum, do a live, do it like 
Ed and I are watching each other right now. We're doing through uh, 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 Facebook, FaceTime. But you can we can do a Facebook Live and tell some stories around your restaurant about let's just say this one table that doesn't match the rest of the, and I'm making this up, but it doesn't ra- match the rest of the tables in the restaurant. And the story behind why that is. What about the picture on the wall of whoever that is that has a story behind it? And do a five-minute deal on that and tell the story. I'm looking at Ed giving me hand gestures, and I can't read him. (laughs) I was was pointing at my pictures on the wall. Oh, (laughs) so what is the story behind that one? No, but but it's very true. You want to... uh, Grab some personality of your business that makes your business unique and start showcasing that. Honestly, people, and we say this all the time, people like to buy from people, not companies. So make your business uh, more human and you will be surprised on who sees this stuff. And these don't have to be long videos. They could be five minutes. In fact, they should they shouldn't be long. They no, should be no, short. They, you don't want these to be long for no. sure. And you don't even have to be on them. Turn the camera away. But I would recommend you on them at some point so people can see the the face behind the business. But start talking about stories. Hey, if you're that restaurant owner and you're like, this is our our favorite recipe. This is our favorite dish on this menu. This is why we. This is how I came up with this recipe. And why not even share that recipe? Someone can actually make that recipe that they get in your restaurant at their home just to have that little flavor going. I, I'll tell you, this is really an opportunity if you make it that. Well, so, okay, so let me take us on a side trip here because I, I've got something that I'm shooting for directly. But, Phil, have you done much trade show exhibiting in your business or in the, in the past? Uh, no, really, um, never. Um, well, so with AMA Incorporated, which was my design construction company, we would do community fairs. Uh, we would make our own displays too. Well, we were a design construction company, but as a, a trade show, I don't believe I've ever actually done a trade show. Now Zenith exhibits, my company I started as a trade show company. I, I, Right before the recession in 2007, I decided I was going to break out on my own. And I started a company really focusing on the small business. So I've been doing trade shows for a very, very long time. And I can say, honestly, trade show is still the number one lead generating source. Uh, as far as effectiveness of, of bringing in qualified leads, nothing touches it. Um, I, and I get a lot of phone calls every every month from people saying, man, I went to a trade show and we just got nothing. And then they bring me in and I consult and I tell them why they got nothing. But let, let's, talk, let's, let's talk about trade shows and compare it to what you just talked about. Trade shows are comprised of a similar focused exhibitor. Everybody at the show, like a home and garden show, everybody is there with products that are related to a home and garden show. Trade shows attract people with a similar goal. Again, using our home and garden show idea, you don't go there to hire a DJ for your wedding. You go there to find somebody to take care of your backyard. And 
Trade shows are definitely not allowed during a virus shutdown. So that's kind of a big bummer. Here I am touting the idea that <laughs> trade shows are the number one virtu- number one way to attract leads. And damn it, the governor shut down any group larger than 10. Now, Facebook groups, that's kind of like a little mini trade show. The that's difference right. is, is they don't go to the group like a trade show. So, Phil, have you ever done a virtual trade show? Do you even know they Once, exist? And, well, <laughs> can, can I just answer the first one and, and be good? And that's no. Yeah, okay. Well, let's just go with that. <laughs> well, uh, early on, this was, this was maybe 2008, 2009, early in my business, I was attracted to a virtual trade show production company. And I went to four or five of their events. Now, when I say I went to, I sat my fat butt in a chair and, and visited them on the computer. And, and they had little little um, sprites set up on the screen. It was, it was really like you were walking through a show floor, but in, in an avatar mode. And you'd go up and you'd visit the booth. And it was really just a web page. I thought it was kind of cool. And then you jump into a conversation and, and the guy tries to sell you something and then you leave and, and then they spam you all to hell because they've got your email. So the whole idea kind of fell apart in the execution, but not in the idea. So let me, let me bounce this off of you here for just a moment. If we had an opportunity to attract the right kind of people to your business and sit down in a one-on-one conversation with them, whether you're selling or not, but hopefully you're building a relationship. Phil, what do you think would be the potential outcome of that meeting? Well, I honestly, uh, you would have the opportunity to kind of see uh, or, or know or meet new people that you haven't met before, right? So that would be uh, an obvious opportunity. Yeah, I mean, what was missing in those trade shows back then was a video conference. So when I chatted with somebody, it was typing. It wasn't even talking. It was just typing back and forth. It, It wasn't like we were talking on a telephone. That would have been way better. But it was typing a chat window back and forth. Now we have the technology to video conference with anybody. So right. if, we, if you had that opportunity right now to sit down with somebody in a one-on-one video conference call and build a relationship with them, now what's the likelihood that you're going to be able to get somewhere? Well, I think that's a, it's huge. And honestly, that, that, uh, that meeting I told you about right after this uh, podcast recording, uh, I had just asked to talk on the phone. And he said, you want to do a Zoom conference? And I'm like, it's funny. That's kind of where we're going on our podcast today. And so uh, that's what we'll be doing. I think that once that becomes the norm, and honestly, I, I don't like it, but I'm getting used to it. I, I think it. I think it's where I we're going to be. I think, I yeah, think that's... I, I don't think it's where it's going to be for everything. I think that this is introducing a new way of meeting people and talking with people. And that will now become a much more viable option 
down the road. I believe that um, companies' uh, travel expenses are going to be really uh, reduced come dramatically after this. I Absolutely. think dramatically. I think there's still a time and a place for that handshake. But after this thing, I think companies are going, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. I cited this. I will cite this. I've, I've said his name before, Gary Vanderchuk. He said this whole thing has taught him that he is going to have one uh, virtual day where everyone works from home after this. After this is all blown over, it's not going to be in the office. It's going to be one day a week. Everyone will be, they will be, he says he's getting more work done during this time than he could have imagined. Right. And it, it's amazing when you really think of it, um, the, the potential of this. So. Okay, so we, we agree. Uh, the idea of a trade show is still a number one way of generating leads. And if you had the opportunity to sit down with somebody new in a video conference, I think we both agree yeah. that while it's not as good as face-to-face, we could get somewhere with that. The other businesses out there, they're all in the exact same boat. If you do B2B, all of those businesses that would be your prime opportunity, they are in the exact same boat as you are. They're shut home. All of their employees are shut home. They don't have the ability to go into the office. They're, they're twiddling their fingers most of the time, and they're biting at the bit. If they're ADHD like me, they are just clawing at the walls. So they are actually hungry for somebody to talk to. So here's the idea. Here's what I've been leading up to. It took me 33 minutes to get there. Host your own virtual trade show. This kind of goes along the lines of what you were talking about, but you join a group, you're really beholden to that group's topic, where if you can create your own virtual trade show, and it's, it's more like a you know, virtual coffee session, but if you can coordinate with local groups like the Chamber of Commerce, Find businesses who are similar or complementary to yours and invite them in a group meeting. Business leaders struggle with time. And right now, even though it doesn't feel like we have a bunch of time on our hands, we've got a bunch of time on our hands. We have and been if it's, gifted. We have been gifted with a bunch of time on our hands. So if you phrase the tone in such a manner that we are all in this together. We're all complementary services to one another. Let's get together on Tuesday morning in a Zoom meeting, all 12, 15, 30 of us, whatever, and let's talk about how to provide leads to one another. This is taking the LATIP or the BNI, these, these uh, exclusive networking opportunities, and it's kind of turning it on its ear. It's taking that model and making it your own. A couple of weeks ago, I reached out to the Innovation Collective and asked about starting a group for podcasters. The organization jumped on the idea. They started a virtual conference using their Zoom video conferencing system. They just sent out the invite to some 400 people. And next Thursday, we're going to be hosting our own event. The idea is not pie in the sky. It does not take a lot to put this together. You can go through your Chamber of Commerce member directory, look for the categories of businesses that are complementary to yours, pick up the phone, make a phone call, and start the ball rolling. 
All it is missing is you taking the action. So the virtual trade show is the first thing that I want to mention to you. But what if you don't have an organization like the Innovation Collective in your community? Phil, what would you do to find people to connect with? So I just need to say this. I think every community has an organization that can help facilitate something like this. Now, it might not be like the Innovation Collective because that is a really, really unique model. But my guess is that there is something. Uh, but be proactive, right? Keep your eyes open. There, there's going to be something out there. And if not, maybe there's the opportunity for you to start something. And I know that can be overwhelming, but honestly, us as business people have to understand when we see a, a niche or a need and that's not being filled, you know, we, we need to sometimes jump on that. Isn't it easier to to work your butt off in creating something magical than it is to look back and say, darn, I wish I would have done that. Wish I would have thought of that, you know? Well, so, well, that's it. Now, okay, so now let me drop this on you. Let me, let me see if this might help out. So... First step, you got to subscribe to a video conferencing system like mm -hmm. Zoom, Join Me, Google Hangouts. There, there's honestly there's a dozen of them out there. Go Zoom to is meeting, yeah. yeah, WebEx. They're all good. I like Zoom. I like WebEx. I like Google Hangouts. But honestly, just pick one, subscribe to it. The free version is good one on one. Especially now, they're all opening up their channel, so it's unlimited one on one. But when you get one to many, it's not unlimited and there's restrictions. So go ahead and spend the 15 bucks. Invest in your business. Honestly, you're going to keep doing this well past the shutdown ending. I do believe this is going to be a new norm for business. And even for those business people who have never networked before, this is a prime opportunity. So look at this as kind of like exhibiting at a trade show without having to invest in the trade show booth. So, to find businesses, if you don't have an organization in town that has a large group of members and you don't want to flip through the, the Google equivalent of the Yellow Pages to find and cold call those, those businesses that are complementary to yours, look up exhibitors from previous local events. They're all going to be listed. Now they have shown initiative to get out and exhibit their business. They're going to already be predisposed to doing this. And then invite them, find somebody, and invite them not to the sales meeting, but invite them to a planning session. Here's kind of the key. If you can ignite the spirit of somebody else to take this on and champion it, you have just lightened your load by 50%. And if you can find two people, now you're only having to pull 33% of that cart. Le reach out and find those people who are going to become evangelists for this because the key is going to be in the next step, and that is together find ways to develop new business leads and attract customers to a virtual trade show video conference. So the idea here is take the initiative. Phil's, Phil's approach, using your social platform, absolutely. Reach out to your social arena and say, here's what I feel like doing. I can't go to Latip anymore. I want to put Latip-ish online. 
I want to bring people to a video conference session for the sole purpose of developing leads for one another. And here's the thing. It's real easy to blame and complain. Stop doing that. This is an opportunity. And in this day and age, as we have all, we have out laid, we've laid this all out. We can do this with the technology that's out there. So rather than go for the greedy opportunistic approach to do this, can actually fight through this thing in a way that's caring, human centered and relevant to our customers, but we can be a hero by doing it. It just because a virus has changed how people socially interact does not mean your business has to fail. Right now you have time use it to find new ways to connect with target influencers and target customers. Keep in mind that sometimes the best way to reach your target customer is through an associated power partner. Find those other businesses with complimentary services and create a virtual online community. Keep your meetings short and productive. Work towards the virtual gathering of potential customers. During a natural disaster, Americans pull together to help one another. Don't wait for someone else to organize the way forward. Take the bull by the horns and make it happen. You got a quote of the day for us, Phil? I do. In the middle of adversity lies opportunity. Albert Einstein. Actually, a name I could pronounce right. That's right. Well, necessity is the mother of invention, right? Exactly. So, Ed, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Joe, with F1 for Help. He likes to say they clean windows, but they are not janitors. But from my perspective, his service goes much deeper than just fixing computers and office machines. Joe is the friend every business owner needs, especially when economic times are tough and business gets shut down by the government and people are forced to rely even more on their computers. Right now, next to your telephone, your computer is the most important business device we have. Trust the guy, Ed and I here at the Business Buffet Trust to keep our technology working. Call Joe with F1 for help and tell him the Business Buffet sent you. Call 208-687-0183 or visit www.f1forhelp.net. This episode was also sponsored by the Virtual Web Department, the virtual marketing department for small businesses. Rather than having to hire a full-time or even part-time employee, partnering with Virtual Web Department gives your business the expertise you need to advance at a fraction of the cost of hiring an employee. Visit Virtual Web Department at virtualwebdepartment.com. Virtual Web Department, we're creative, we're passionate, we're the solution. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.